Whether it's comedy, action adventure, drama, horror, and everything else in between, all movies at least have one thing in common. They all share a message with you. This is Movie Night Apologetics, where I, movie apologist Clark, review and examine movies and their messages from a Christian perspective. Well, what is up, movie lovers? Welcome to the Movie Night Apologetics podcast. And if this is your very first time, I just want to welcome you on this show because what I want to do here is to look at the movies that our culture is presenting us and then I want to examine them and put them in kind of a Christian context. Like what would it look like? How will we decipher the maybe the theme of the movie or maybe some of the quotes from the movie and look at them and examine them from a Christian perspective. I'm just so grateful that you are here with me today and we're going to be reviewing one of my favorite movies of all time. And yes, it is, in fact, The Well. It actually used to be Shawshank Redemption up until earlier this year in 2020. 23 when I first watched The Well. And when I watched it, I just fell madly in love with the plot, with just the dynamics of the characters, the dialogue, the story. Everything about it was just perfectly well oriented. It was just so good. And I can't wait to talk about it today because the topic that I want to get into today is one that is extremely important in our culture. And that is the consequences that our sin has in our lives if we pursue sin rather than following after Christ. And so we're going to take a little bit of a dive into that. But first, what I'm going to do on this show is I'm just going to go over the description, talk a little bit about the movie, and then dive into the discussion. Because I want, for one, reading the description, I want you to know kind of what the movie is about, just in case you haven't watched it or you haven't watched it in a while and you may have forgotten. I'm going to do that and then I'm going to go into a little bit of my review and then go into the topic for today. So let's read the description, shall we? In a town in Idaho, which it's Moscow, by the way, fun fact, which is if you don't know, that's where I'm recording out of is Moscow, Idaho. So it's kind of cool. So in a town in Idaho, Charlie, a reclusive and unhealthy English teacher, hides out in his apartment and eats his way to death. He is desperate to reconnect with his teenage daughter for a last chance at redemption. And like I said, this is by far my favorite movie. One of the reasons is I just really love how raw all the characters are. You know, you got Charlie who is 600 pounds or more and he is just eating himself to death and he is being kept away from society because something terrible happened to him in his life. And then you have his his nurse, his caretaker. She really disliked the evangelist that tried to help Charlie get saved, basically. And she really disliked that he was there. And you get to know a little bit more of the dynamics from that. And then you have the daughter who all she wants from her dad is the money. And she just treats him like scum of the earth. And so 
I just got to say this. It's not a, hey, kids, gather around the TV. Let's have some popcorn, some soda, maybe some pizza. I like pizza during movies, personally. And let's watch this fabulous movie. It is not a family movie. I will just throw that out there right now. It is very raw. In fact, I know my wife couldn't handle it because there's just a lot of like heartache in it. And there's a lot of people that have had um, past trauma or past abuses or whatever that may not be able to watch this movie. So I'll just say that it's a very raw movie. And it while it's really good, it could trigger some emotions and past experiences. So just FYI, just keep that uh, in mind for you. The reason it piqued my interest, though, is because, for one, Brandon Fraser, he is making his big comeback in Hollywood, and I love Brandon Fraser. And then, two, what really piqued my interest about it is 600-pound guy. Um, if you don't know me, and you probably, I mean, if this is your very first episode listening, is I... Since my teenage years, I've been kind of a sucker for watching like 600 pound life or maybe not 600 pound life that came more in college and more, uh, like seven years ago. But, uh, biggest loser, thousand pound sisters, all those kind of shows about big people losing weight. It just intrigued my interest from the start. So I was like, all right, I'm in Brandon Frazier and a six him being a 600 pound guy. Yeah, I'm going to do that. So this movie just really interested me. And not only did I think it was great, it became one of my favorites of all time. Like I said, so a few fun facts about the movie that if you didn't know that, like I just said, this movie does take place in Moscow, though it was not filmed in Moscow. The caretaker who is helping Charlie, she had a Gritman Medical Center jacket on. And the best part of all, the best part about this movie is that they showed Gambino's and the Gambino's sign. And if you don't know what Gambino's is, it's the best restaurant in Moscow, in my opinion. Uh, My wife or a lot of others don't think so. But you know what? Gambino's is nostalgic for me. It was one of the first restaurants that I ate at when I came to Moscow to go to U of I and I was apartment searching with my mom and my one of my buddies and we ate there and I ate spaghetti, I think. And so, I don't know, I just, I love that they showed Gambino's. I'm glad that that Gambino's got its way into Hollywood because it deserves it. No matter what other people say, Gambino's deserves to have the respect of being a good restaurant. That's all I'm saying. But anyways, those are my, some of my thoughts about the movie. Um, there's a lot more that I could say uh, and go into, but we're just going to leave it for in a second. But before we get into the discussion of the movie, um, i like you to just... I just want to take a quick moment and just say, hey, would you be willing and able to rate me five stars? Because what the rating system actually does is it helps people who are searching for, say, movie podcasts or apologetics, one of the two. Um, it will help boost me up in the system. So I would just love it if you rate it, subscribe to it, because I'm going to be posting this weekly after January 1st. And... Yeah, I also, I do have a Discord, and one of my hopes on the Discord channel, if you go to Movie Night Apologetics Podcast on Discord, is that I hope 
to create a little bit of a community for people to talk about maybe some of the stuff that they took away from the movie that they examined from the, a Christian perspective, but also if you wanted to recommend me a movie to watch and review, and then I would throw my thoughts on it up there for you. And it's just a way that we can connect. So go on Discord, Movie Night Apologetics Podcast. You'll see the logo. And yeah, I'll want to become friends with you. So now let's get into the actual discussion of the movie. And so basically... The whole crux of the movie is centered around this guy, Charlie, who's 600 pounds, and he's just eating himself to death. It's basically the movie takes place in Charlie's last week of living. He's trying to reconnect with the daughter because he left his daughter to be with another man. He, well, he left his wife and he left his daughter to be with another man in a homosexual relationship. And the daughter is very resentful. And now he is trying to redeem, so to speak, that relationship. And this is kind of where I want to begin the discussion off this is that our momentary sin blinds us from seeing the destruction it will cause in the future. Because, listen, the guy, he has, you know, he has a wife, he has a daughter who's eight years old at the time, and then he gets attracted to this TA, gets to know this TA, and then he runs off with the TA and leaves his wife, leaves his daughter. And he doesn't even think about the consequences of what would happen with his relationship with his daughter in the future. You know, I think that's one of the things that sometimes we don't think about as Christians when it comes to our sin is that it does, in fact, affect other people around us. Whether it's hidden or not, sin affects everyone. There is no such thing as a private sin. And we definitely see that in Charlie's sin because it causes a lot of damage between him and his daughter and his wife. I mean, just imagine just for a second Say Charlie was thinking about leaving his wife and kid, and there was a guy, a Christian guy, comes into his life, knows who he is, he's friends with him, and he is telling, and Charlie's telling him like, hey, you know, I'm about to leave my wife and kid to pursue this, like, you know, he's the love of my life, blah, 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 and This guy who's a Christian, he's got godly wisdom in him, and he says, hey, man, before you leave your wife to pursue a homosexual relationship, which, by the way, I just want to make it clear that pursuing um, a homosexual relationship in any context is unbiblical and is considered a sin. So I just want to be clear about that. But say if this guy's like, hey, if you're going to pursue this, Look at what it could do to your family. Your daughter could end up hating and resenting you. You won't be able to tuck her in at night and take her and your wife on a beautiful vacation in the summer. You won't be there to enjoy her walking down the aisle and see her get married and giving her hand to another man. Just imagine if you had a friend that would have said that to Charlie. You know, make him think about the consequences that happens to our sins, right? But 
We also don't want to think about the negative of what happened. We also want to think about maybe the positive of what would happen if we were to love Christ, if we were to pursue Him and what He commands and what that would look like in the future, like what the fruit of pursuing Christ would look like in our future. So, for example, like every night I take care of my kids. I I tuck them in and I, you know, not Every night, but most nights I try to sing songs to them. I am trying to memorize hymns. I'm singing Be Thou My Vision. Well, one day I'm trying to memorize this while at work. Well, because, you know, I work at a job where it's very uh, tedious, mundane. I'm pressing buttons, and so I get to think a lot. And so I'm trying to memorize the the words to Be Thou My Vision. And God gave me this picture, like, what would it look like if I, because, you know, I work, like I said, I work at a mundane job. Okay. I like, I feel like most of the days what I'm doing is unimportant. I really do. Like it, <laughs> it really, uh, it drives me nuts sometimes because it's like, man, what am I really doing in life when I'm pressing these buttons, having these boards go through the factory, blah, 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 blah. And God just gave me this beautiful vision as I'm like trying to memorize the Be Thou My Vision lyrics. And he gave me this vision. He's like, listen, you keep doing, you keep waking up, you keep being faithful, you keep following Jesus, you keep loving and pursuing a life of holiness, you know, love your wife as Christ loved the church, you keep loving your kids, showing them Christ, tucking them in at night, singing them hymns. And guess what? You you do this consistently for 30, 40, 50. I mean, obviously, they're not going to get tucked in by me at 30, in 30-something years. That'd be kind of weird. But I keep pursuing and showing them who Christ is for 30, 40, 50 years. I'm on my deathbed. Not saying that I will get a deathbed. I hope I get a deathbed. That'd be kind of cool. Uh, but I'm on the deathbed and all my years of hard laboring and con and, you know, faithfulness to Jesus, though he's been way more faithful to me than I ever will be. And I'm on my deathbed and I see my kids as like my eyes are closing. And as I'm entering the kingdom of God, I hear them saying, be thou my vision. And not because, well, you know, dad would want that, but because they have a joy and a love for the Lord and they are now teaching their kids. And I think that would have greatly helped Charlie if he would have looked at his life from a Christian perspective, maybe had godly wisdom on it. And he said, you know, if I pursue this, then this is what's going to happen to my family. My daughter's going to hate me, and my wife's going to hate me, and everything's going to be in shambles. Or I can actually love Christ, pursue Him, even though I still do struggle with same-sex attraction. I'm still going to not fall into that temptation. I'm going to love my wife. I'm going to love my kids. I'm going to pursue Him. Like, think of the life that would have been different there. Because he thought about the consequences of his sin and 
instead of pursuing rebellion against God, he pursued it. He pursued in holiness to God because, you know, of who Jesus is. So I don't know, just think about that. And not to say this in a legalistic way, mind you. You know, you may be coming on here the first time and you may be thinking to yourself like, man, okay, I've seen the well. Uh, you know, it, it's about a father that leaves his wife and kid. I may have been that or a mother, who, whoever you are. You may have neglected your kid, whether it's through drugs, through an adulterous affair, whatever. And you're thinking, oh man, there's no hope. And I just want you to know that there is always hope. And the reason I say this, even if your your wife, your kids don't love you, don't want to talk to you, there is always hope because the God of the universe, before the foundation of the world, died for your sin. I mean, the God who created everything, made it good, made it whole, and we as stupid humans, Adam and Eve, rebelled against him. The world fell apart. And and now we, because of that, we are separated from God. But God had this plan to bring people back to God through Jesus Christ. Because he came in the form of a baby. He, he was the incarnate God. He was made flesh. He lived a perfect sinless life that you and I cannot live. He died a death that we most certainly deserved. And he paid a ransom for our sins. And he died and he rose again, overcoming death. That whoever, whoever repents, that word repent is just change your mind. You know, you change your mind and then your mind changes and then your habits change and then a changing of the mind is turning around saying, okay, I'm going this direction. I'm going to go this direction. Since that way, Jesus is the opposite. I'm going to change my mind. That's repentance. Turn to Jesus and in faith receive him as the only one that can save you from your sin because you are you and I we are guilty before God if you ever lied stolen anything you know God says if you looked upon a woman with lust you have committed adultery if you hated someone you committed murder I mean those are like extremely high bars that nobody can meet and yet Jesus died he says for God so loved us that while we we're still sinners Christ died for us and that if we place our faith in him, if we repent and turn towards him, we would be right with God forever. And guess what? You would be loved. You would be considered a child of God. And so if you're listening to this and maybe you are new to Christianity or whatever, wherever your circumstance is and you've made mistakes in your life knowing that there is a God who loves you and he gave his life for you so that you can be with God the Father forever. It's just an amazing story and it's amazing hope and that's one of the reasons I'm 
on doing this podcast is to tell you, you can be a Charlie who's at the end of his rope where the evangelist is pleading with him and Charlie could have gotten saved if he repented and believed, but unfortunately his pride said no. Will you say no? What will the consequences of your sin lead? Are you going to keep pursuing sin? Because if you do, that road leads to destruction, not only in this life, but in the life to come. Or you can say, I want Christ. Like, that's amazing. He gave everything for me. He came down from his holy heaven, lived the life I could never live, and died the death that I deserve. Okay, I'm going to give my life for that. Jesus, I'm going to give my life for that, for the Lord who deserves every part of me, every ounce, all my mind, all my heart, all my soul, all my strength. And I'm going to follow him because guess what? The, the quote unquote consequences of that is that you gain everything because you have God. You have the best thing in the world. You have Jesus. So look at the consequences of where you're walking at with sin right now. You can either sin leading to destruction or you can pursue Christ, place your faith in him, which leads to eternal life. Which do you choose? You know, before we end the podcast today, I just want to talk a little bit about a book that I really find near and dear to my heart on this, and it's called The Men We Need by Brant Hansen. This is a book that has impacted not just my life, um, but it's also affected my wife and my kids. It has really helped me understand my role as a man and a husband and a father. And so I just want to read you the description and uh, we'll go from there. So the world needs real men, real bad. And there are all sorts of conflicting ideas and messages about what a real man is and is not. Is a real man one who hunts, loves sports, grills meats, fixes cars, and climbs mountains? Sure, sometimes. But that's not really the point of being a man. It's not the purpose for which men were made. Into our culture confusion, Brant Hansen paints a refreshing, specific, compelling picture of what men are made to be. Keepers of the garden, protectors and defenders. He calls for men of all interests and backgrounds, including avid indoorsmen like himself, to be ambitious about the right things and to see themselves as defenders of the vulnerable with whatever resources they have. Using short chapters loaded with must-have wisdom and Brant's signature humor, The Men We Need explains the essence of masculinity in a fresh, thoughtful, and entertaining way that will inspire any man who dares to read it. It truly is a very helpful and practical book, and it's actually really easy to read as well. And so, anyways, that's, you know, I wanted to recommend that book because I felt like you know, this world really does need men. And unfortunately, Charlie in this movie was not the man that this world needed. The world needed a man like Charlie who was tempted with sin saying, no, I'm going to pursue Christ, even though my my flesh 
wants to sin, my spirit is going to say, nope, we're going to walk away from that because of what, who Jesus is. Jesus is my life. So anyways, I highly recommend the book. Go pick it up on Amazon. Should be in the link in the descriptions. There's a lot more that I had to say about this uh, movie, which I'm going to be doing more parts of during the length of this podcast. But um, yeah, that's all I had to say for now. Thank you guys for listening so much. I really appreciate you uh, being here. Remember to go on my Discord, recommend a movie, and uh, just say hi. I want to know what's up. So Discord, Movie Night, Apologetics Podcast, and don't forget to rate me five stars and leave a review and subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcast. So thank you so much. And like my friend Blaine always says, because we watch the movie, um, we, we watch a movie at the movie theaters, uh, once a month. And every time I drop him off in the parking lot f- for him to go back to his apartment, he says, Hey, hey, Kev, which my real name's Kevin, by the way. Um, he's like, don't party too hard without me. What? And then we go, catch you later. And he's like, catch you later, Kevin. And then we close the door and that's the night. So, my whole thing at the end of this is going to be, hey, hey guys, don't party too hard without me. What? Catch you guys later. We'll see you again next time. Whether it's at home or at the movie theaters, Movie Night Apologetics exists to help you, the listener, know the Christian worldview through the movie's messages. I am movie apologist Clark, and this is Movie Night Apologetics Podcast. Thank you.